This is Transistor.fm. You know what? My son configures this whole thing. He changed my name on my phone to Snoop Dogg, and I don't know how to change it back. Your timer is 30 minutes. Snoop Dogg. But this was an upgrade from what it was before, which was Fat Hobbit. Hey everyone, welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the behind the scenes story of building a web app in 2018. I'm John Buda, a software developer. And I'm Justin Jackson. I'm a product and marketing guy. Follow along as we launch Transistor.fm. All right, John. So it's always a challenge with these shows. You know, we, there's always banter beforehand. And it's almost like we're, I sometimes want to just like say, no, no more banter because the off the cuff stuff is so fun when, when you're yeah. kind of going back and forth, you know? I feel like we either need to record that part of it or just say we're having a meeting and do and do it another time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically I'm recording from the time we, like my call recorder starts automatically. Okay. And so I'm recording, I'm, I, I mean, I'm recording you all the time. I've got tapes oh. and tapes of, oh, no. of just John Buddha. I've got a folder in Dropbox. That's, that's trouble. I don't know if I'm comfortable <laughs> with this partnership. <laughs> I had a few thoughts. One is, and maybe I'll take a picture of this, but I was looking at my computer and I've got so much stuff plugged in right now. I've got a webcam so that you can see me in high fidelity. I've got this USB microphone, the ATR2100, by the way, which is a great um, kind of intro-level podcasting microphone. Then I have, uh, into the Thunderbolt uh, slot, I've got an Ethernet cable because Wi-Fi can be so intermittent when you're, when you're recording. And... Um, here, I'm going to take a picture of this on this side anyway. And I I don't like at home are you on a iMac? What are you on at home? I'm on a a, a new 15-inch MacBook Pro. Okay. I hooked hooked up to a a monitor, but I have to open my laptop up to use the camera because the monitor is not a camera. Gotcha. But it's all it's all piped into one uh Thunderbolt 3 connection. Okay. That powers everything and then I have this blue snowball ice microphone hooked up to the Thunderbolt 3 dock that I have. Okay, got it. So you kind of use like, and do, now I'm, I can't remember the vintages of MacBook Pros. Is yours, was there a difference between the 2013 late edition and 2015? Like, did they make, cha- you don't uh, have USB-C or anything like that, right? I have USB-C. I have the new Okay, so this is the new oh, one. It's it's all USB-C, which is great and also a disaster. Okay, well, this is, would be good to talk about it because I've heard so many complaints about those new computers. Um, actually, our friend, my friend Kyle Fox uh, has one of the new ones. We were just talking about him. Kyle, we were talking about you. And uh, he did not like that new one at all. Uh, I think he returned it or he was thinking about returning it. He was really disappointed with it. And I'm just looking at this machine I have right now. I love this machine. This is probably my favorite computer I've ever owned. Uh, it's still fast. It's still, and the big thing is I use these ports all of the time, and yeah. I don't know how I would deal with it. Like I, I, I really need, I need two USB at a minimum, and at least some other kind of port like a Thunderbolt or whatever, so I can 
plug it in, plug in my Ethernet cable. Um, and so, like, would I be able to do that with your computer, or I would have to? How would I do it? No, you would have to buy a separate dock, or you'd have to get a bunch of Apple dongles that cost like thirty bucks each. Um, so it's great. The, the promise of USB C is amazing. Yeah, you can hook up one thing to it and have all these other connections. It can power your computer. It can do data. It can do all this stuff. But it's just we're not there yet. Like the ecosystem's not ready for that. So I have a Thunderbolt three dock which also includes an ethernet connection, a bunch of regular USB 2.0 or whatever connections, an SD slot. Yeah. Uh, and all that stuff. So I plug in my computer into one, I have one plug, it plugs, I plug into my computer, it powers it, hooks it up to my display, and hooks it up to this dock that can do all this other stuff, but you're not traveling with it. Yeah, that. like the dock just brings it up to the level. See, that's the other thing. I was doing some filming the other day, and I just can... Cons- put that SD card right in my machine, yeah. grab it. It's great. Like, I mean, it's a pro machine for photographers. Why does that not? Yeah. Why? So I don't, I don't know if I'm going to upgrade. Have you been happy with like, are you happy you made the switch? I mean, I mean, you are Mr. Ruby on rails, latest release candidate guy. Yeah. So maybe, are you just like, like being ahead of the curve? My previous laptop was getting kind of old and this was what was available. Uh, I don't know. It's okay. It's a mixed bag. I, the screen's amazing. Yeah. The I really like the actual, I like the new the new keyboard. Yeah. Um the keys are the keys are flatter, but they're like noisier. Okay. The the touch bar is really stupid. <laughs> I don't use it. Yeah. The lack of USB ports was annoying. I don't really care anymore. It's it's really thin. Uh but I'm I'm just like looking at my computer trying to figure out what I hate about it. <laughs> It, it it crashed a lot in the beginning. Yeah. Like it would just stop working. Yeah. I, I don't know. I physically it's beautiful. Function it seems like functionally there's there's something that was missing. Like I haven't rebooted this machine. It hasn't crashed in right. ages. Like it just keeps running and running and running. Yeah. And I don't know. Like if they came out with a new machine next year that said, This is basically just like the 2013 MacBook Pro. But yeah. better screen, more memory, and a bigger hard drive, I'd be like, okay, I'll take it. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I feel like they've been getting a lot of blowback on the touch bar. I hope they don't like... Yeah. Kind of hope they just get rid of it, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's either they get rid of it or they start rolling it out on like other external keyboards as well. And it's They just need to keep like a place to put down your thumb so you can log in fast. Right, yeah. They can they can figure out a place for that. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got that... I, I wanted to talk about, I don't know what you think about this, but we had a meeting this morning. I had to wake up super early, 7.30. I, well, the meeting was at 7.30 a.m. Pacific. Uh, do you think we should talk about this? Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, 9.30 my time. 9.30 your time, and it was like... What time was it in London? It was like 3.30 his time, I think. 3.30, yeah. So, as a background, you might have heard that Spotify now supports podcasting. And there's two ways to get your podcast into Spotify. Number one is I think they send you to a Google form, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you put your podcast in that Google form and it seems to kind of just go into an abyss, I think. (laughs) Like, who knows if you'll ever hear back from them. The second way is to use an authorized partner 
like a podcast host that's become an authorized partner and has it built into their app. Right. Right. And, um, basically if you, you, you know, there's a button or a check mark that says, I want to submit this to Spotify and then it goes directly to Spotify. And we've been interested in that from the beginning. We're like, we think our customers would like this. But the, the problem was, like, I think you wrote an email, right? Yeah, I, I tried to get a hold of someone there, and they kept directing me to these other email addresses, which would just result in this autoresponder about how to submit your podcast. Yeah. Which is not, we were just trying to become one of these aggregation partners. Yeah. And, I mean, I tried all my usual tricks. I posted on Twitter, hey, do I know anyone at Spotify? And... You know, I got a few responses, but those leads didn't go anywhere. And then Spotify Cares or whatever reached out and sent me back to that same Google form. Uh-huh. And so I think we both had this feeling like, okay, like we are, you know, sometimes when you feel like, uh, it, it was almost like the same as like, okay, uh, does anyone know Britney Spears? Like we need to get a hold of Britney Spears. And uh, I don't know why, why did I choose her as an example, but I don't know. But, but how would we ever, you know, get a meeting with her? Like, it just felt like that. Like, there's many, many levels we need to go through to actually get to the person we need to talk to. Right. We're new. We're small. We have, like, a couple popular podcasts. But maybe we have to wait for them to reach out to us or something. Yeah. It was sort of unknown. And, I mean, it's funny. This is a recurring theme. But XOXO comes back into our life because in tw- the second year... I went, the third year you went, I think that was 2015, we met this guy, Bill, shout out to Bill, if you're listening, and Bill at the time was working for NPR, I think. Was he working for NPR? He might have been, yeah. He was already kind of in the podcast industry, and he now works for, I probably shouldn't say who he works for, but he works for another big player in the podcast industry now, and I was just like... He actually, I I think I mentioned, we have this little kind of group chat for all of us XOXO buddies. And I mentioned that you and I were working together on Transistor. And he was like one of the first people to say, hey, yeah, congrats. And then I was like, wait a second, Bill might have a contact at Spotify. And so I asked him and he did. Yeah, he did. did. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so he basically sent an email for us, like introducing us to this person at Spotify. And that's who we talked to this morning. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, we had a call with London. Um, It was a good call. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, move forward with that. It's exciting. I think the lesson there is like, we've we've kind of hit on this a couple times too. But relationships, people, it, it, it feels like Bill's intro, it helped us like, go through a 100 layers of you know, like if we had to really grind and like start at the bottom and work our way up, it would have taken a long time, but he helped yeah, us cut through. Yeah. He cut through really a lot of red tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so awesome when you, when you get an experience like that, it's just like, almost feels like magic. That's good. Um, you said you were, you, you wanted to tell me something about Amazon transcribe. Yeah. So you posted on our Slack channel, Hey, aren't we trying this out already? And it was a link to Amazon transcribe, which I had signed up for the beta, assuming that they would contact us, letting us know we could use it. But apparently it's just live now. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Amazon, Amazon transcribe is a service on AWS where you can 
upload an MP3 file and it will attempt to transcribe it into text and also do speaker identification. So it identifies who's talking and will actually note that. Okay, yeah. So I tried it out this morning with our last episode. Okay. And it, it worked pretty well. I did an okay job at, at, at figuring out who we were. Yeah. Uh, as speaker one and speaker zero. But some of the transcriptions are kind of funny. <laughs> It got my name right, John Buddha. Wow. But it, it J O H N instead of J O N. Uh, and Buddha is spelled like Buddha the God. Oh, so the, this is deity. They, they're kind of they're kind of like religious. They gave you the Christian spelling of your yeah. name and then the Buddhist spelling of Buddha. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So and then it's uh hey, I'm John Buddha. They're welcome to build your CES, C E S S is the behind the scenes story of building a web app 2018. I'm John Buddha, software developer. It misses, it misses a few words. Uh, you're you're just in Jackson, Justin in our separate what? Words. Follow along as we lunch transistor.fm. <laughs> so, uh, and then you were in Edmonton, but it also said that you were in Evanston at one point, which is actually near Chicago, oddly enough. What? So it's good, yeah. but I don't know if it's like, ready for us to use for transistor and like yeah. as an option for people right like you wouldn't really want to post this no necessarily yeah it seems like all the, so we'll, we'll see all those auto transcribe things they still need a human element i know yeah uh courtland allen over at indie hackers uh, if you if you haven't checked out indie hackers yet by the way that's an incredible community but courtland uses he started using an automatic transcription thing and he didn't like it so much that he He's just hired someone manually to transcribe the whole show. Yeah. And I mean, all, all this, all this stuff is like machine learning and t- text to speech, you know, it'll get better. It's like Siri, it'll get better over time and they'll learn, but yeah, who knows how long that'll take, especially with a podcast where like people might be talking at the same time. There's music, there's like ads there. Yeah. How do you do all that? My, my thing about like voice recognition is I always think about my kids when they were really small and they couldn't pronounce things. And my little, my youngest would be like, Siri, 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 show me the fattest cat. And it, it was like, it would never get it. <laughs> it, was, it, uh-huh. it, would, it would never understand what he was saying. And he was so frustrated yeah. and he would just get increasingly frustrated. Siri, Siri. <laughs> so, I think, you know, when, when it can, when it can accurately understand a two-year-old the way an adult can. Right. Then I'll be a believer. All right, so let's get into our main topic. We got a question on Twitter from Dennis Martinez. He asks, how often do you both, John and I, keep in touch with each other talking about the product in an average day or week? How important is daily communication? And I think he he asked this question. He's got a partner and he might feel like, you know, there's not enough communication. So you thought this might be a good topic to talk about. Yeah. I think it would be. So, I mean, I think we could use, like, as a story uh, to keep it real, we recently had to make a decision about whether or not to hire a web designer to build out, well, web developer to build out our website. Yeah, our our marketing website. Our marketing website, yeah. And we had a a couple options. Uh, One is you could have built it. 
Um, two, we could hire someone else. Three, I could have built it, I guess. Uh, and I guess four, we, we could have just gone with a simpler solution. Like we want, I wanted to build it in WordPress. Even that was actually an interesting discussion we had to, we had because yeah. initially there was a little bit of like, should we do WordPress or not? And, and so I think those stories are good examples of, uh, you know, the communication and might illustrate, you know, how often we're in contact and maybe even more important, this isn't exactly in Dennis's question, but how we make decisions. So there's the communication piece, but yep. how often you talk isn't probably as important. I mean, it is important, but it's not as important as how are you actually making the decisions. Right. Because usually, yeah, usually what we're talking about is leading up to making some sort of decision. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a new, it's a new business. There's tons of decisions to be made. And yeah, generally it's always leading up to, you know, saying yes or no to something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and by the way, I'm going to, um, I don't think we've shared this before and I'm not sure, maybe I can anonymize this somehow, but before we signed our partnership agreement, we had a bunch of questions that we went through, uh, like partnership questions, like team structure, ownership structure. Uh, how will an owner make an? How will each owner make an income apart from Transistor? And then one of it was how will decisions get made? Mm-hmm. And so I said I like the way Jason and DHH have run Basecamp. If there's an argument, it's whoever's most passionate about it wins. But they have to deal with the customer support. <laughs> and do you remember what you said in here? I don't. No. You said, I think consensus-based, which in our case is both of us agreeing to do something or not do something. If there's a disagreement, we argue our case really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty much what's happened. This decision that we made to hire Adam to build our website is really new. Um, yeah. what was kind of the, the process there? Well, um, I guess leading up to that, the process was, uh, you had this desire to split off the marketing aspect of transistor into its own website so that you or whoever else is, is doing the marketing, um, can update things faster and have it be, you know, built behind a CMS mm-hmm. so that I don't have to deploy the rails app just to get some new material material up there, which, you know, from my perspective is not something I'm used to. I haven't really done it that way, Mm -hmm. but I totally see the benefit to it. Then it was, how do you want to, how are we going to host this website? Mm -hmm. We could have gone with AWS, which means we would have had to spin up our own server and then install WordPress on it or go with something like middleman. So it's a static site, which is like another thing for you to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, Isn't quite as easy. Uh, you know, I looked around for other CMSs that were not WordPress. I just have this thing. I used to use WordPress like 10 years ago. Yeah. It's changed a lot, obviously, but it was such a pain in the ass near the end of it to like deploy it, keep it up to date, make sure it's secure. It still gets hacked all the time. Yeah. Uh, our, you know, I look at our log files once in a while and it's like, people are trying to access the WordPress login, even though we don't have WordPress. It's like people still try to hit it and they try to exploit it. Oh, interesting. Because it's popular. Because it's popular. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I didn't. So, I mean, there's. So you're seeing that on the transistor logs right now. Yeah, I see it once in a while. You see like wp login.php. Someone's hitting it because they're just like seeing if it's there. Um, 
and then they'll try to brute force an attack and like get into the admin and yeah. screw around with it, which I think is my main apprehension with something like WordPress. Yeah. Uh, we ultimately just decided that that's the easiest way to go. We use a third party host to sign up. You know, we don't have to host it ourselves. It gets updated automatically mm-hmm. to, to newer versions. I think they, they kind of keep a handle on security, which is great. And then for the design of it, we had had some initial designs made a long time ago, which I had sort of started to implement in the Rails app. Um, never quite finished. It didn't really get that far. Yeah. And, you know, in, in Slack, you'd posted, you were like, hey, Adam has some availability. He's a great WordPress developer. Um, I'd love to get, and, he, you know, he can turn around a site in like less than a week. Mm-hmm. Um which is great. And, you know, I was initially like hesitant because it's, it's extra money. Yeah. Uh, and I could technically do it, but I'm also busy building the app itself. Right. So there's a lot of other things within the transistor app that need to be finished and worked on or started. Yeah. So I sort of like, you were like ready to go and like <laughs> send him some money and get, get things signed. Yeah. Like that, that day, which was a couple of days ago. Yeah. I was like, all right, let me kind of, let me think about it for a sec. Um, let me, th- you know, see what it would entail if, if I were to build it and yeah. what that would mean. And I had some questions about like what we would get back and kind of like how he would go about building it. Um, ultimately I, I came around and yeah, you, you argued your case strongly and we, we agreed to it. Uh, this is so funny because it's like the same pattern. We've seen this pattern a couple of times now. And incidentally, this is the exact same pattern in my marriage. This is the exact same pattern in anything else I've done is I'm just like quick start. Like, come on, let's do this right now. Let's get moving. Let's go. And in your case, you're like, no, let's think about this. Let's examine the details. Let's think of alternatives. And I think this is really one of the benefits compared like solopreneurship compared to partnership is yeah, when you're solo, you can move at your pace. So if you're a quick start, you can move a lot faster. If you're more kind of thoughtful and like you really stew on things, you can move a lot slower. But there's disadvantages to both of those things, right? Yep. And yeah. And so the you're never kind of balanced out. I'm always just rushing into things but I'm not always considering the repercussions of that. And also just there's an opportunity cost that I think is sometimes worth just like pausing on. And like part of what we're saying is, could we spend our money a better way? Could we, you know, leverage this a different way? Do we want to maintain control, like complete creative control? There's all these other kind of good questions. And I think when you're, you know, when you're, when you're solo, you don't get that benefit of the other kind of side of things. Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I will, I'll think about things and overthink things and think about all the bad things that could happen to a certain extent too much to the point where like, I might just not ever do it. Yeah. Right. And then, and then where, where are you? Like you haven't, done anything and and none of those bad things can even happen because you never did it yeah it's almost also like another person can help you to you know so in my case when i want to move fast 
sometimes what you've said is, well, we could move fast, but then we would we would not. You're, you're pointing out what we might miss if we move too fast. In a re- the reverse is also true, which is when you're trying to move route too slow. <laughs> I'm saying, well, if we move too slow, we're going to miss out on like the the momentum we could have gained by yeah you know moving quick. And I I I think increasingly the older I get, I realize that the best kind of way to be is intention between two extremes. You don't want to be too far on one side. You don't want to be too far on the other side. But when you're kind of holding tension between two opposite spectrums, it's hard. It's harder, but it's kind of like the best way to do things, right? It's like you're just like holding things like, okay, we got to move fast, but we can't move so fast that, for example, that we, uh, I don't know, compromise our customer's data or we want to move fast, but we can't move so fast that we hurt someone's feelings. Those kinds of things I think are, you know, important to consider. And, uh, the, the, when, when we're talking about partnership, I think this, we talked about this in the other episode, but this is kind of why you want someone who balances you out in some way. I don't think there's always like a, a magic, um, you know, a magic partnership, like, oh, it's got to be a designer and a developer, or it's got to be a marketing guy and a developer or whatever. I think it, yeah. as long as that person balances you out in some significant vectors, um, and especially with this kind of quick start and then kind of more like, wait, let's think about this. Uh, that's super important. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a good balance. I think it's, it's been working out pretty well. You know what I might post? I'm actually revising this, but I have a post on my website. I'll put it in the show notes. It talks about, um, have you ever heard of Roy Disney? Uh, yeah. So that was Walt's brother. Uh-huh. A, a lot of people haven't heard about him, but and a lot of people don't know that he was actually, the I think, the equal co-founder in the Walt Disney Company. And there are a lot of people who say, without Roy... Uh, Disney would have never succeeded. So Walt was kind of like the big dreamer, like go out and kind of make a mess of things sometimes. And Roy was much more kind of reserved, very operational, um, really detail oriented. And so uh, they balanced each other very, very well. And I think it's just a great story about how a partnership can, can really work well. Why don't we talk a little bit about, do you want to just kind of describe how we communicate? Like, Yeah, so uh, I think our main mode of communication is Slack. We have a Slack channel uh, with multiple different rooms for different variety of different uh, topics. Um, you know, we just post like random things we find in the podcast world, uh, updates about customers, you know, questions that we have about whether or not we should do this or that. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's where most of our decisions are made. And we're talking quite a bit. I mean, we're talking every day for sure. It's pretty consistent right now. Who knows? It's It'll be interesting to see how that, if that changes, but we're basically touching base like throughout the day, every single day. Yeah. 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 What else? I mean, there's email obviously with this and that. Yeah. But not, not much. Not much. Um, a little bit of collaboration using Dropbox paper. Yeah. We should be using a Pivotal Tracker more. Yeah, I guess... I had started a Pivotal Tracker account for all the development work, which I use pretty consistently. 
And then you have a Trello account. Yeah. Which sort of serves a similar purpose. We could also potentially use GitHub issues. Yeah. For stuff. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to just track like development process. I've always liked Pivotal because it's easy to organize, but, uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work well for some like non like development and product stuff. Yeah. I think we're still figuring that out. What's the, I noticed that fog bugs has a new thing that like is supposed to incorporate a lot of this stuff. It's like, uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but it, I mean, there's always project management is, is such, is such a whole. I think ultimately it is about communication, but ultimately it's like, as long as you have a place to put your stuff that you don't forget it. Yeah. Uh, and you can mark it as done and like update people and people get notified. Like, I think that's, that's like the bar that you have to, that you have to hit. Yeah, exactly. We have a weekly call, which started as a weekly call and turned into a weekly podcast recording. <laughs> um, it was, you know, supposed to be like a weekly update, make some decisions for the next week kind of thing. Yeah. But I think, I think maybe it works better as if we just make decisions throughout the week. Yeah. And I, I mean, we'll probably evolve that a little bit. I think the other thing we're still trying to figure out, especially because we're both, this is a side project for us right now, is, you know, like, are we going to do, um, like, Basecamp does six-week iterations, and we've talked, we've thrown that around, like, okay, what can we accomplish yeah. in the next six weeks and kind of, like, have a goal and then a way to review that goal? And a lot of that stuff is tricky. Like when you're getting started and you're kind of doing things whenever you have time. Right. It's hard to get into a, into a rhythm with that. And so I think we're kind of being patient about that, but those are the kinds of things we'll probably implement next is, you know, really kind of choose a, a way of running projects that works for us. But right now I think it's working pretty good. We kind of pick things off as we go. And yeah, we might, who knows, like maybe we're going to need, a lot of this depends on how fast you want to move. Like right. if we wanted to make more decisions and move even faster, we might decide, you know what, we need it. We need another call a week or we need, right. you know, some more structure around this or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. I mean, I think, you know, as long as we keep each other updated with our schedule, I think you said something last week about having, like you really like felt like there's a lot of momentum and you sort of had to, you felt like you had to jump out and work on it like while the fire was hot mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. Yeah. I forget the exact words, but which is great. And that, that happens occasionally. And like last weekend I worked on a Saturday and worked for like seven or eight hours yeah. on transistor and got a ton of stuff done. Right. But like, and I, I would love for that to happen every weekend, but it's, it's not going to. You know, but like when it does, you just go with it and kind of just not go as much as you can. Yeah, there's actually product wise, we got a lot of things in the pipes that are pretty close to being done. Um, and yeah, even and you were able to knock off some some small stuff like. Yeah. yeah. Now we have uh, this is going to seem so small that we have XML <laughs> site maps for all of our podcast sites. And yeah. that is I have this hunch about podcasts actually being good for SEO. And uh, when you have a sitemap, you can submit it to Google Webmaster Tools. Um, it allows Google to tell you, you know, crawl all your stuff really quick. And then uh, also tell you if there's any errors and things. And so now all of our current customers can use that 
I, I just little things like that that get released. It's so exciting, like when you see movement mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, there's a yeah. It's nice. It's nice to work on like a big thing. Like I was working on an embeddable player. Yeah, which is close to being done. And then once you kind of wrap that, get that into a good point, you just kind of like go through the list and pivot and knock off some small stuff that's sort of been like sitting there and like gnawing at your brain for a while. You're like, I can finish that quick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so good. Good to knock, you know, knock the check mark off. Yeah, feels good. Cool. So just to close things off, I think here's let's give our listeners a few takeaways. I think there is a benefit to doing a small project before you launch. Uh, we were thinking about even all the decisions you and I had to make before we became partners. Like when we're hanging out, we had to decide, you know, where are we going to go for lunch? And yeah, th- those little decisions allow you to practice some of this stuff. And I think this is, again, if, you're, if your partner is just this anonymous person on the internet that you've never hung out with, kind of... It, it, it makes things trickier, I'll say. Also doing a little project beforehand, like that little project we did before, what were some of the decisions we had to make? Like there was like, like what? Um, we had to decide like if we're going to use GitHub for source control. Yeah, uh, GitHub, you know, I guess what the partnership, who's going to be in it. Yeah. I forget what else we set up. I think we used, maybe had a Pivotal account. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh it's similar, but yeah, it gave a it gave you a good sense of like how people how you can work together and yeah, what you're yeah. So I think doing smaller things, projects, hanging out beforehand, that's one takeaway. Uh, and then uh, besides like partnering with someone who's trustworthy, who's autonomous, is there anything else you think? I mean, being in contact, I think, is important. So having like a Slack channel or some sort of way that you can get in touch with each other. Maybe like how much do you think time zones affects this? Uh, I don't think it's been too bad, really. I mean, we're not, we're two hours apart. Yeah. But if you were in London, if you were in London. Yeah, that'd be tough. Or, you know, Australia is like a. Yeah. We, you know, we'd be awake for like two hours at the same time. Yeah. Don't partner with Australians. (laughs) (laughs) That's the takeaway. No, I'm just joking. We love you, Australia. Um, no, I, I don't think it's been too bad. You know, I generally, you know, I have a full-time job anyway, so I'm busy in the mornings when I get up and then you'll be around later and it's, uh, you know, you might, you might do some stuff later at night too, which is maybe after I go to bed. So yeah, yeah, we still have a decent chunk of time during the day to, that we're both awake. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure the time zone's reasonable, I guess there's enough overlap. Probably even more important is make sure that your partner is available. If they're super, super busy or if they're not willing to make the time. Yeah. You're making excuse, making excuses to not like show up or missing calls and sort of not being honest about it. Yeah. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Cool. I think those are good takeaways. Uh, where can folks find you on the internet, John? Um, on Twitter, uh, John Buda, J O N B U D A. Instagram, same deal. Uh, website, johnbuddha.com. And I'm the letter M, letter I, Justin, M-I, Justin, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow Transistor on Twitter, Transistor FM, or Instagram, uh, we're Transistor.FM. Also go to our website, Transistor.FM, and sign up for the early access. I'm not sure how much longer we're going to be doing that, so 
If you're interested, sign up for that on that email sign up and we'll notify you when we open up more spots. But eventually we're going to end early access. I think we're getting close to uh, kind of a good group of people. So if you want to get in now, now's the time. And the only other thing I'll say is you've just finished listening to the show. If you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, if you could just scroll into there and leave us a review, five stars, whatever. Uh, we've got a bunch of reviews. Actually, I'm going to read one from the United Kingdom. Dean Layton James says, already some great pointers on getting your SaaS going in the right direction. And he's only a couple episodes in. Definitely a priority listen for each new episode from now on. So thanks, Dean. If you want to leave us a review, please just go do it now or you'll forget. And we really appreciate it. Um, even if it's just two thumbs up, the Woodward in Canada just gave us two thumbs up. That's perfect. Perfect. All right, folks, we'll see you next Tuesday. Podcast hosting is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm slash Justin and get 15% off your first year.